getting a sample. Yes. Doesn't matter what it is. You want to try? Yeah, I got it. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, this, this chicken, sweet and sour chicken? I got oh. you. Uh, what's your favorite mofu? You know what? We got to have that conversation. Yes, we're going to have that That's what we're going to do. Uh, you know what, though? When we come back from break, which we're going to take a quick break right now and see if we can get Eric Murr on the line already and get it going with him. Listening to SportsOvertime.com, where the clock doesn't matter. This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the weekly sports drop. With your host, Jazz Santana. What's going on, everybody? Good evening. Welcome to the Weekly Sports Drop. I'm your host, Jazz Santana. I am joined live in studio today by my boy, Robbie Campbell, and special co-host guest, Peter Rees. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Snarf, oh, whoa. <laughs> this guy, I let this guy do a mic check. Yeah, I, but, I butchered that one. This is a awkward start. <laughs> then again, every week's an awkward start yeah. when, I'm on the, when I'm on the mic. No kidding, man. I'm trying to fix your mic levels now. You're driving me crazy. You're on four? Yeah, is so this is awkward. Okay, bro, you can tell me. Yeah. All right? <laughs> well, I'm trying to do this, this not, radio signal here. It's not 790 the ticket, <laughs> right? Yeah, we don't have a talk back or yeah. whatever. We just got to, right. not that everybody knows what that is. There right. you go. You sound a lot better yeah, now. Yeah, I sound a little bit better now. Yes. You sound a little sexier. Oh, Right. That's a pot. That's pretty hard to do. <laughs> What's going on, Pete? How you doing, man? Doing well, guys. I appreciate you uh, having me in today, and you know, excited for for things to come. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, just started this new uh, this new job with uh, with first round management, and you know, we're gonna have a little bit of uh, some FRM flair on the show tonight. Absolutely. Uh, so so looking forward to the to the guests coming up, uh, Abe Kawa, uh, who of course uh, you know one of the main guys over there at FRM. He had a, a pretty interesting last week. Uh, was down in Australia uh, with Yoel uh, Romero. Yeah, big fight his, for Yoel, uh, huh? For yeah. Soldier of God, nice. Yeah, big one, big one for him. So, you know, we'll we'll talk to him about that, and then Tremaine Washington, one of the guys in the uh, the FRM draft class, Louisville cornerback, uh, who had a very productive career uh, for the for the Cardinals over there, and. Miami kid too, right? Yeah, Miami kid. out of Killian High School, had a couple, uh, you know, former Miami Hurricanes teammates, uh, Sheldrick Redwine, Jaquan Johnson, two defensive backs that that Canes fans, you know, know had a very good season uh, this past year. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's going to be an exciting show ahead, uh, and I'm I'm excited and appreciate you guys having me in today. Yeah, man, you got it. And by the way, Jaquan Johnson, aren't we happy he came back? Well, yeah, huh? they needed him back. They yeah, big with, time. All, with all the other losses that they had of the defense i know oh so, by the way we're also gonna have the young stallion we're gonna have eric Moreira on the, on the show too a little the, later the, 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 the yeah other. he's excited i told him peter was on he's like yeah I got I'm, I'm i'm gonna give uh i'm giving eric a hard time good today. good we give him a hard time is, all is the time he, is he ready is he ready to take the trials is he ready to go to the next step that that's what that's <laughs> what we're at. i'm not even that you know nope. i don't i this is my thing when eric comes on tonight i don't even need to ask him about the hurricanes you guys can do that stuff i'm just gonna 
I'm just gonna test just gonna him drill a him a little bit. Oh, all like right, it. I like it. I like it. That's what we're all about around here. All right, so we're just we're gonna give people a hard time. So that's good. I first I do want to start off by um, talking a little bit. I, I don't think we can ignore what happened a few days ago over in Parkland, Florida. So I do want to um, kind of talk a little bit, maybe not talk a little bit about it, but just kind of, uh, you know, give my condolences yeah, to, 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 to the families. The blood, the blood drives were out there today. To, uh, yeah. Center. Yeah. We were all out there. I mean, all the, cl- the whole entire cluster for, for intercom was out there as well at the, um, the Broward center for performing arts. I think they're still out there as a matter of fact. Yeah. They did close already. That's they, they, they close at five okay. some, because I think they have, they had a show to do, but right. Uh, but yeah, I heard it was packed and it was crazy. A lot of people were out there. Well, whoever is listening now, if you guys still have some time, I mean, uh, One Blood, I believe it's called, right? Yeah. The, One Blood is doing a blood drive over at the Broward Center. And I don't know, like you said, it might be closed already. They did open up another another location at the Westfield Mall over by the Regal Cinema as well. Right? So yes. um, I heard Tobin talking about it earlier. So yeah. uh, if you guys still have time, you know, I know we can't all make a you know an immediate impact or immediate change but you know this is kind of a way to give back mm-hmm. and kind of help a little bit by uh by doing this and and obviously you know we're all in the sports world and i said this a little earlier i you know i played obviously i played collegiate sports i played high school sports sports is my life i talk about sports all the time mm-hmm. um and it's and it's for a lot of people whether you played professionally whether you play collegiately or whether you're in the sports arena or entertainment arena it's it's our out. It's our way of coping with things. Um, when you get in a fight with your girl, what do you do? You go and you, you know you go shoot some hoops or something. You go play flag football for you know for us intramural is that, guys. Is that what you do? Like, yeah, you go to the cages, whatever it is, man. You go, you get your mind off of stuff, right? And, and it's a way to cope. Or if if someone passes away, you see a lot of these athletes that you know the Brett Favre's of the world. His father passes away, he comes out and he plays oh, yeah, you know this hell of a game. Yeah, and 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 to us, and, you know, a lot of people say, hey, um, you know, it's it's. It's a way to cope. It's a way to 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 get away from 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 all the tragedies, from everything, from from the depression of it all, and, and it's 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 kind of a way to to go out there and and relieve some 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 of that anger, some of that stress, whatever it is that's bothering you. It's a way that us athletes or people that are in the sports and entertainment arena, uh, you know, kind of grieve per se. Mm-hmm. So you know, to to everybody that kind of does that, you know, I understand it and. You know, sports does take a backseat, but at the same time, it, it also helps us get through things. So mm-hmm. with that being said, um, you know, we got a really good show today. Like Peter uh, talked about, we got Tremaine Washington coming on. We've got uh, Abe Kawa and Eric Marrero on the show. So we're excited about that. We're definitely going to talk, you know, NFL. We're going to talk some MMA, especially with your Romero now oh. with, um, you know, them talking to, about having a title fight down here in Miami against uh whitaker yeah, that, that would be a, huge that was a vicious punch the, the that he laid on uh, oh yeah the knockout to, to the double knockout the punch and then he's on the floor he sets a, he sets his head up like a t and then yoro romero just goes for that finishing and, left and remember this was this was a fight that romero took you know kind of last second and he didn't make weight he didn't make weight but uh you know he was he was obviously penalized for that but um i think he still deserves a lot of credit for kind of going in there and you know he didn't make weight but and you would think his conditioning would be would have been an issue but he went in there and you know final round makes the makes the move he needs to make and you know goes it's a shame the, he didn't make weight because I, I, I mean i still think he deserves you know 
all the credibility, even though he he missed weight. I mean, it was what was it, three pounds? Yeah, it was I know, a lot. I know that's, a lot. that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But uh, you know, I'm glad that he still gets the the. And uh, and we'll talk to Abe about that situation. I mean, I think uh, he'll be able to kind of explain in his words, you know, kind of how everything went down. So that should be that should be interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the possibility of of that fight being down here in Miami with with Whitaker was. It's really exciting. I mean, yeah, I think that's something with the, of course, Romero's, you know, Cuban roots, um, and his love for for Cuba, as we see, mm-hmm. uh, you know, him and, and Michael Bisping have gone back and forth. Oh yes, that was great. That video that he the made video, in Cuba, is, that was is, awesome. Yeah, it's it's the best thing ever. It's the best promotional video ever. I can only imagine there would be, you know, some sort of push like that if if he does have that thing uh, down here in Miami. Where do you think they'll do it though? BB and T. No, I think you got to do the AAA. Yeah, AAA. I would say. I mean, they've had they've had events in the past at at BB and T. Right. But I think my I think AAA is is the logical. Well, you can fill that place. Or up. even a long, if, you, if you really want to do it, if you really want to do it, a long shot here, but Marlins Park, and there's another possibility. That, that, you know, that's 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 a very good suggestion too. Mm-hmm. I think that actually. That, that might, might work. The, that, that might be right really awesome. In, right there in, uh, in Little Havana there. I mean, I think that might be the... Because now you're talking about instead of 19,000 people, you're talking about 30,000, 40,000 people at an event, at a UFC fight. And that might be one of the biggest uh, venues that they've done a fight like that. I want right? to ask Abe um, when he comes on, and we'll have him here in a, in a few minutes right. now, um, just how where that one would rank if it did happen for, for him as, as a manager because mm. he's seen... You know every every type of you know f- fight that y- that you could see been been at the highest stakes, but I think that one would have like a a different meaning because of yeah that's kind of like a little a little bit higher. I mean, obviously you know you've got John Jones over there, yeah. Uh, you know, so he's kind of been through it all and seen seen it all with him. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I want to ask him about him. I know there's 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 some talk out there about him coming back and fighting yeah, Malky, this year. Also, Malky, uh said the other day. Uh, that that he thought there was a ninety five percent chance uh, that he would fight this year, um, and I think that's you know kind of kind of always always going to be a positive outlook uh, when you're talking about someone like like John Jones who, like you said, has been has been through some things before but has overcome and continues to overcome. Um, so I think that'll continue to be the trend there. But but you know things will play out. Good. I'm I'm excited to see that. I really want to see John. Uh, John and back in the ring. I mean, you know, even before he became who he is, my favorite fighter, hands down. So I'm excited about that. Before we go to break, though, I got to ask Robbie a question. Oh, all right. Maybe I'll ask Peter this, the same question. Oh, man. no. How was your Valentine's Day, man? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. What'd you do? Well, I watched that Heat Sixers. Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, unfortunately, that finished at the end. My goodness. Okay. I mean, I, I, you see, as a Valentine's Day, it was pe- people, people want. You don't have anything better for me than we went with the Heat game. Well, I mean, come on, of, give me well, something good. Freedom, give me some freedom. juicy details. No, here, here's here's. You see with a lady? Did you see the game with a lady? Even better, oh, the God. freedom. You see, you guys on Valentine's Day, you gotta get flowers, buy a card, get chocolates, maybe go to dinner, and you, even if you don't want to, you kind of have to, right. or else you're gonna get, you know, so or else you know you're gonna get a. You almost slipped there. Yeah, you almost slipped. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You, you almost got a little dirty, man. Yeah, well, yeah. You're also gonna get this is a children's show. Yes, you're gonna. Right? I mean, I could. I mean, yeah, I, I probably could have said it, but I, ch- I chose not. Well, to they lost, lost, right? They lost on Valentine's they, Day. They did lose. So you didn't. Get, Wade, so you didn't get lucky. Well, you know, no. I mean, I mean, that man, if Wade would have hit that shot, 
We, we would hit that. It was of, close. A lot of what ifs with the Heat. Yeah, yeah, it has been with, a lot of with what ifs. our Heat. Yeah, coming uh, from a, a Knicks fan over I, here. Not, no, man, we talking about. He's a Heat yeah, lifer, I'm a, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I was at Wade's first game back. I've been, I've been supporting this team through the thick and thin. I just don't like uh, the direction things are headed. I don't. Yeah, I don't I mean, think. I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. But that's yeah, that is a possibility. I mean. Uh, I think the Pistons are coming on strong. They, they do they do blow a lot of big leads. Even the game they won against Milwaukee, they had a 19-point lead in the fourth quarter, and then it became a very stressful game at the final minute. Yeah, I just think it's incredible that they, that they lost that 24-point lead to, to Philadelphia. I was kind of expecting it. Were and you it, really? Yeah. like you know, I was, mean, I, don't, I never expect someone to lose a 24-point lead, especially in the NBA. Uh, but then again, you know. Think about it, that. It probably happens more than... Than not. In, the, in the two games they played against the Sixers, the, Heat, the Sixers had a 28-point lead, and the Heat cut it down to like four, and they still lost. And then the second time, the Heat had the big lead, and both, both results ended up in the Sixers' win. <laughs> How did this turn from a Valentine's Day question to talking about the Heat, dude? You got, yeah, come on, man. You got to do better. We got to set you up. I mean, see, but it was great. You see, there that's are people. Our love for the that, Heat. That, that's right? what yeah. it is. It's love for the Heat. Well, <laughs> you see, there are people that complain that people who don't have a Valentine on Valentine's Day, they want Singles Awareness Day, which is the stupidest holiday you've ever Valentine's Day is not. It, it, it's. I don't want to say you know to offend the ladies. It's not a dumb holiday, but it's just another way to, to pull out the wallet, man. Yeah, the, some the, more the, money. Yes, that's what it so is. Being single on Valentine's Day means freedom. It's freedom. It's a, that. That's a holiday in itself. You don't need a Singles Awareness Day. It's a. It's a freedom. It's freedom to be a degenerate. That's what it well, is, Robbie. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll be back. It's true. Jeff Fox from Freeman and Fox, the Sports Brothers Radio Show. I want you to meet me at East of Miami. Yes, that's right. East of Miami. It goes down every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We get down the Heyman style, baby. We do it backyard style. They've got the best native dishes on sale. Steamed fish, stewed fish, uh, conch fritters, conch salad, uh, fried lobster, fried crab, the best and Bahamian food, south, oxtails. I mean, I'm talking about mouth-watering, awesome Bahamian food. And then you got me, DJ Jeff Box. Yeah, that's right. I get behind the turntables, and I play the best Bahamian music, the best reggae, the best old school. It's nothing but fun. East of Miami, it all goes down. 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Garden. And don't forget, you can get breakfast on Saturdays, stewed fish and grits, Johnny cake, corned beef, chicken sauce, boiled fish. Man, this menu is off the chain. All right? Crack cones, hot salad, lobsters. Mmm, mmm, good. It all goes down east of Miami, 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Gardens. Tell Hennessy and TJ, Jeff Fox sent you from the Sports Brothers Radio Man, I need my football fix. Where can I get my football fix? I need football. Football at Flanagan's is the best. It's simple. Flanagan's has the best food, and Flanagan's has the best drink deals. 50% off all beer brands, 11 to 7, Saturday and Sunday. No brainer. Don't forget, Flanagan's famous $5.99 lunch featuring Flanagan's whopping 10-ounce burger. Eight spectacular choices, only $5.99 with the beverage purchase. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. $5.99. You won't find that deal anywhere. And now, while supplies last, purchase $100 in Flanagan's gift cards and receive a free $20 gift card. A 20% 
and return your money. Outrageous. Take advantage now. This Finnegan's deal is a limited time offer. Also, every night, 10 p.m. to midnight, 10 free chicken wings with every pitcher of beer, iced tea, lemonade, or soda. Finnegan's legendary baby back ribs. Plus football. It doesn't get any better. 50% does not apply to any pitchers of beer. Please drink responsibly. I need football. Hi, I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting DISASTER to the number 20222. I'm not a coffee drinker, so every day before the show, you know, after one of those big lunches, I need a little oomph, and I get that from 5-Hour Energy Shots. All 5-Hour Energy Shots feature a new and improved taste. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. Try one of the original 5-Hour Energy Shots today. Six great new and improved flavors, including berry, orange, pomegranate, pink lemonade, grape, and citrus lime. 5-Hour Energy Shots contain zero sugar or herbal stimulants and are only four calories. For more details on the new great-tasting 5-Hour Energy Shots, visit 5-HourEnergy.com. We are back here on the weekly sports drop. As usual, having some technical difficulties with this damn telephone. We're sure, trying to get Abe Kawa on the line. We will we'll, we'll get him on now in a few in a few minutes. Uh, we're definitely going to talk. Try now. Try now. All right, we're going to try Abraham now to see uh, see if he comes on. Oh, <laughs> we're going to do this in Poppy. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it Poppy Hello. style. Hey, Abe. There you go. Yeah. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Third time, third time's the charm. Always. You know we had this problem the last time. Remember that, so. I know. That's why I'm like, <laughs> It's always with you, too, man. What's going on here? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. How you doing, dude, man? Good to have you on. Abe, Abe Cowell from Vice Thanks. President for First Round Management. How are you, buddy? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, you forgot to mention Corner Extraordinaire. Corner yep, Extraordinaire. Yep. Oh, we got to hear that story. I don't know that hey, story yet. You, I, I told you the other day, you you got a lot of FaceTime the other day, man. You got to... You, Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, man. Like this. For the record, for the record, I've never asked to be in anybody's corner. I've always been asked to be in someone's corner. So I'm not typically a cornerman. I don't I don't look for it. When I'm there, I put on the hat and I go, okay, let's do this. I what? think you were good luck out there, though. How about that? That's what you all told me. Yeah, I mean that was a that was an interesting week for you, huh? I mean, first of all, you have that flight over there, which is like, I mean, takes oh, a few what is that like a twenty four hour flight? Assuming it's a yeah, one it's flight. thirty hours. Thirty, 30 hours, jeez. Because I, I flew, I flew to, from Sydney to Perth, which is like basically flying from Miami to LA all over again. Oh wow, ouch, that's rough. And it, wait, did you fly direct from Miami all the way to Perth, uh, all the way to Sydney? No, no, Miami, LA, LA, Sydney, Sydney, Perth. Wow. That's rough. Yeah. Talk to me about yeah, how. Cool. Talk to me about how everything went over there. I mean, I know that uh, Yoel took took the fight on short notice. Yes, he missed weight and all that, but uh, from the looks of it, pretty dominating performance. 
Uh, talk to me a little bit about how everything went, you know, as far as the call he got and getting ready to fight for this fight. And obviously, you know, the aftermath, I know that he may have hurt his leg a little bit. So maybe you want to kind of uh, elaborate on that also. So, so I'll start from the beginning. We, we initially were, were set up to fight David Branch in Orlando next week, the 24th. Uh, we got the call that, uh, unfortunately, Robert Whitaker was injured and out of, uh, you know, unable to compete for this event in Australia if Yoel would be willing to take it. So we jumped to the opportunity right away. Yoel, so everybody understands, will fight anybody, anytime, place. He does not care. He's not a guy. I got to, you know, worry about this guy or that guy. Prepare differently for this guy to that guy. It's not like that. When I called him, I told him, hey, this is the deal. He goes to me, you know me. I'll take the fight right now. He goes, the only thing I'm worried about is the time to cut the weight. And I said, well, you think you can make it? He goes, it's going to be hard. I said, you tell me. If you can't make the weight, let me know. We won't, we won't take the fight. He goes, no. He goes, no. That guy's on my list. I want to track <laughs> his name off the list. I said, okay. <laughs> I love <laughs> we're that. Taking the That's fight. awesome. Yeah. And so that was, that, that was, but you guys have to understand, he's, a, he's an older man. He's been doing this for so many years that he's always cut weight a certain way. The weight always slowly comes off. He, he diets properly. He trains properly. He's never injured. The guy doesn't, he doesn't, this is not a, uh, a normal thing for him to lose weight. Uh, the week of the fight that I got there, everything was going perfect. His weight was on point. He was um, exactly where he wanted to be. Like, everything was just perfectly, everything leading up to it was great. The day of the weigh-in, so just so you know, with fighters, uh, cut weight. They cut the night before. He started cutting the night before, and the weight was coming off pretty easily. Like it was, it wasn't a problem. The night we ended up going to sleep around two a.m. because he wanted to cut like an extra pound or so um, before he went to sleep. So he, uh, he he stayed up a little bit longer trying to cut like an extra pound. He ended up not cutting that extra pound. It was more of a it was more of a waste to be honest with you mm-hmm. um, to to stay up that late to do it. That's when I thought to myself, okay, something might be, might be wrong, but he's done this before. He's telling him everything's going to be okay. Once he sleeps, he'll be fine. So he went to sleep, woke up the next morning, like right around 8.30 a.m. our time. Well, we had, no, I'm sorry. Woke up like more like 7, 7 a.m. our time or 6.30 our time. And, you know, weigh-ins at 11. So we were like, oh, you know, we've got three hours before he has to report. He should be able to make weight, no problem. What ends up happening in the, in the, uh, hold on one second, guys, I'm sorry. This so, is what, this is what it's all about. What ends up happening is he ends up taking, in the morning, running. He drops a pound in the morning, which is okay, so we're good, just running. He's off by three pounds. Instead of wasting his legs, he was like, let's go to the sauna, but he gave me that look like something's wrong, and I said, well, are you okay? And he goes, it's not going to come off. And I said, well, you're still sweating, so that's a good sign. Typically, when guys stop sweating, that's when, you get a little nervous for them, and you're like, okay, we got to shut things down. But he was sweating, so it was good. So we went to the sauna. We get in the sauna, and, you know, we, get, we do the normal sauna cut that most, people, that most people do, 20 minutes in, 20 minutes out. That didn't kind of work the right way. Um, he gets out the first 20 minutes, and he didn't lose not a single ounce. Oh, we were wow. like, whoa. Yeah. He didn't lose a single ounce, so that was a problem. So then he was like, I got to get back in there. I was like, okay, let's get back in there. We, we, we started putting this stuff on him uh, to like help him sweat some, sweat some as it comes out. He sweats. This is, this, is the, this is the scary part about 
extreme weight cutting and whatnot. The guy's actually sweating. He's not dry at all. Right. So if he's not dry and he's sweating, that means it's working. Did we lose him? Hey, be there. If he was if he was in the sauna and he came out dry, then I would tell you it's not working. You know, we got to stop. He was sweating. He would open, you know, he was he was using a uh, a sauna suit and he would pop open the sauna suit and water would come out. It was not like he was in there not sweating. But he just wasn't losing weight. So based on that, there's a losing weight, right? Wow. So he was sweating. He was sweating, but no weight was coming off. I don't understand it. Uh, to, to this day, I'm like, I'm still shocked on how that happens because that's not that's not something that's very normal. Um, whatever. We kind of realized that okay, this is not working. Maybe you got to go run again. He gets up and he gets jumps back on the on the treadmill. He starts running for 20 minutes. So, does that sweats? Gets back on the, and we dry him off. Like no one can tell me. You know we've been doing this for a long time. No one can tell me uh, that you know this was done wrong or you know what we're doing is, is, is you know where's the mess up or this or that. I can guarantee you 100 percent it was all diet. The guy naturally drops his weight the right way. He's been doing it for so many years. This is it's never been a problem. So extreme for him. His body doesn't know what to do. His body's holding everything. Is what it seems like. His body's holding on to whatever it can because he doesn't want to let it go because his body's never been to it before. So there you go. I mean, that's really it in a nutshell. It goes to the weigh-ins. He's obviously three pounds over. Um, at that point, he, he himself was like, okay, I don't know if I'm able to drop any more weight. And then Luke does the stupidest thing he could do, which is touch Joel at the weigh-in. That's one guy you don't piss off, especially if you're on a, a specific list for this guy. <laughs> don't piss him off. That's not, it's not going to end right for you. Yeah. And uh, at the way, he decided to, like, you know, put his hands on Yoel. So Yoel said, you know what? Let's go lose those three pounds. And I was like, let's do it. Went to the sauna, jumped in the sauna with him. Again, sweating. The guy's there. You know, he's not feeling good. It, it, it sucks. Uh, it's, it's really, really bad. It's not a good thing. I don't encourage it to any kid, nothing. Like, this is not a good way to lose weight, and especially if you're, if you're uh, competing. Hey, man. Did, but yeah. I, got, I got to ask you one thing before you, before you continue. Did you lose any weight, man? Because you were, you were stepping in the <laughs> sauna a lot, too. <laughs> I did, dude. I was, in that, I was in that sauna for about an hour, and I, oh. I definitely lost at least seven pounds, <laughs> for sure. I was, like, I, I think I got all the benefits of the sauna, and nobody else did that was in the, uh, in, in, on the team. But he did it, you know, and then, like, we got back on the scale, and, you know, he was, like, 0.3 lower. And we didn't weigh ourselves once coming out of that sauna. Like we didn't, he didn't weigh himself one time to, for us to know he was going to be that high. We thought, okay, maybe a pound, pound and a half at worst. But we didn't have a full, a full two hours to lose the weight. It took about 30 minutes to get back to the hotel and 30 minutes to get back to the arena to weigh in. So we have about an hour to lose three pounds. You can ask anybody. That's not the easiest thing in the world, especially when you're that dehydrated and that sucked out. Th- those last few pounds are probably the most important. Yeah, those are the toughest. To, uh, those are the toughest to lose. Yeah. Yeah, to get rid of. So, you know, we weigh in three pounds over and the mood quickly changes to I I'm not I'm not healthy enough to fight. And that's you know Right. That's where we were. He was extremely sick. Abraham, uh, you know, obviously when, when somebody doesn't make weight, there has to be a renegotiation between the two fighters and uh, as, as far as things goes out. How did that how did that go once they find out you all didn't make weight? Uh, what did you have to do? Who called who to, to try to set things up so that so you guys flew all the way out there? You got to fight once you're flying 30 hours. So how did you guys make sure that this fight still happened even after you all? Made- so let me let, let me let me tell you this. You know that's that's the that's a sentiment, right? You flew 30 hours out here. You have to fight. 
you guys, you guys have to understand my job is not to force people to fight or not fight. My job is to listen to my client and understand where they are uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, the whole thing, and help them make a decision that they're going to be comfortable living with. Remember, not you, not I, not anybody else gets in there and gets punched in the face. These guys do. They're, they're the ones that determine whether or not they're going to get punched in the face. So my number one job is to make sure my guy is healthy. It's nothing else. Because if I put him in there at 60% and me knowing he's at 60%, I'm taking that risk of him not performing to the best of his ability or serious injury. So my number one concern to him was, hey, I don't care about anything else. Are you okay? And if that answer is always going to be, no, I'm not okay, then there's no dollar amount that can fix that. Is that you guys follow me on that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, so, when the negotiation, so when the negotiations come to the table, there really isn't a negotiation. There is none. Because if my guy's not fighting, what, what exactly, what are we negotiating? You get me? There is no negotiation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in terms of who calls who, it's normal. The UFC calls you, hey, um, you know, the commission charges this amount of money for missing weight. You know, this is the penalty. And, you know, it, it just is what it is. There really is no negotiation. Uh, the, uh, these guys wanted XYZ amount of money. We said that's absurd. It's never been done in, in the history of the sport. And, you know, the commission kind of jumps in and kind of regulates all that stuff. So uh, it went from we're not fighting to we are fighting. And, you know, it was, it was touch and go at, some, at, at points. At points it was touch and go where maybe this fight does not, does not happen at all. And that's not, listen, that's not due to the UFC or due to Luke. or It's just if, if, if my guy is not physically capable of fighting, I mean, he gets paid to fight, right? Mm-hmm. So why would I why would I have him do something that he's not going to be physically capable of doing? It, it, you know, and you know we're glad I'm we're glad that it that yeah. that the fight happened for sure because oh, because for sure. and and this is this is my last question for you, Abe. I mean, what what do you think this one does for Yoel's legacy? I mean, I mean, you're at, you're kind of at a point so, where where with him, you can start thinking about something like that with the type of things that he's accomplished. Well, I mean, the only other person I think that's being the same amount of former champions uh, in his career is John Jones. You know, that's not a hate on, that's not a knock on, on Anderson or Demetrius or, you know, anybody else that we consider a GOAT. But when you go down the list of guys that have been former champions, you know, John went through a gauntlet of guys uh, before and after he got the belt. Yoel may be the best fighter who's never actually had gold around his waist. He's beaten now. I believe four or five uh, former uh, champions, whether it's strike force in the UFC, that's impressive. I, I don't care who you are; that is extremely impressive. Uh, not many people have that. They don't. No, nobody really has, has that, like you know, on their resume. So I, I start thinking of him as you know, pound for pound, one of the best. Like you, you can't go and say, um, you know. Demetrius Johnson's pound for pound is the best. John Jones pound for pound is the best. Uh, Daniel Cormier becomes pound for pound one of the best. Um, you know, you, everybody starts throwing these names out there, and I don't think you leave Joel out there because you know, resume to resume, the only person that that is comparable is John. So what's That's so, so, so legacy in terms of that? This this fight was this fight puts him, I think, in a different stratosphere than than a lot of other fighters. So what's next for you? I know we're talking. You know, there's there's rumors out there that we want a. Uh, main event championship fight here in Miami. What's next for for, for you all? Oh, yeah. You see, <laughs> you see I, I knew I was going to get a little rise out of you for that one. 
we're, we're, we're doing the best we can. Obviously, you know, timing, venue, a lot of things have to come into, a lot of things have to fall into place for that to happen. It's not like it's never been done before where they just said, you know what, we are going to do this there. Uh, Dana's been on record saying he, he won't ever do an event in Miami before. Obviously, the person that went, I'm sorry, when he brought the first event here to Miami, it was UFC 94, I believe, or 49. I, I might be, you know, uh, uh, messing up the numbers. But it was against Matt Hughes versus Sean Shirk, I believe. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't think anybody even back then was, you know, getting aroused by Sean Shirk and Matt Hughes. I don't know how many, uh, you know, people in Miami would be like, oh, I want to go see Matt Hughes today or, or, right. or Sean Shirk. But I, I think I think if we're able to get the one, if we're able to say, hey, we're going to bring a UFC event down to Miami, uh, I think you'll see a lot of people come out and support, especially if you are Romero's on the card and he's fighting for the title. Uh, I think it would be an amazing moment for the city, an amazing moment for Joel, you know, like for, for the popular, for the guys, for the people down here that need a little pick-me-up. I think that would be huge, you know, considering we lost LeBron and, and the big three and, you know, we got D-Wade back. But no one really considers the Heat, you know, to, to be a, a threat in the East like that. You know what I mean? So we're going to be able to celebrate something. The Marlins, we know, is in disarray. The Dolphins are going to be the Dolphins. You know, the Kings have a great season, and hopefully, you know, we can continue that. Uh, uh, this year coming, we're, we're looking forward to a big thing out of them. I think Yoel would be the one to maybe capture the hearts of of the Miamians, you know, South Florida in general, not just the people in Miami, but I'm talking about Broward, uh, West Palm, the Keys, you know, the, I think this this event would be huge uh, for for us down here. So, And you said it right there, it's an event. It's Whitaker. an event. Yeah. It's, an, it's event. an event. Yeah, I mean, it's, not, that, it's, that's, it's not just a fight. It's that's what you know. People talk about South Florida. You know, sports fans are bandwagon fans. This and that, and you know, that's a whole other debate. But what South Florida is is it's or Miami in particular is an events city. I mean, if 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 there's an event, people will be there, and I think that would be an event. And there there hasn't been anything close to that. Right, right. That's a, you know what I mean. Like we're, we would be crowning a champion. In individual sports, uh, the closest thing we've had here in Miami, uh, maybe you guys can help me. I'm, I'm not really sure at tennis, but we don't. Really, it's not a. It's not a. It's not like it's, it's a homegrown or, or you know like a, a Cuban nationalist or. It, we don't have any of that down here in, in individual sports. You know, we, we don't have that for us to hang our hats on and be like, yeah, this guy represents South Florida, and you know, this is where he lives. This is him, and you know, this is. The, it's just him. It's not him plus Shaquille O'Neal or him plus. You know uh, LeBron, or you know D Wade, or, or or Player B, or you know Marino, and 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 uh, uh, the 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 Mark brothers. You know, like when when you go down or, or Mercury Morris, we don't we don't have that guy. I think you all can be that guy. I think that's where we we're, we see, imagine this. We came out to support Kimbo, who's a backyard brawler. Miami came out and supported him when he had his main event down here. It sold out in the old Miami arena. That was Kimbo Slice, guys. That was not the USC. That was, a, that was a, a completely, you know what I mean? Like, that, that was just the CBS, hey, we're doing this event, and everybody came out to support it. Imagine American Airlines division, what it would look like before Romero. No, we're gonna Romero's have to we're gonna have to do it at Marlins Park, man. Forget about that. Can you imagine that's all the Cubans that are gonna come out for that one? Over, over under on more more Cubans at a Marlins game or more Cubans at a Yoel Romero fight? Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely would take more Cubans on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Yeah, 
I want to I want to pivot to something else because I know that this is uh you know been out a little bit now. I know uh, Malky talked about it a little bit with the possible return of John Jones to the Octagon sometime this year. What uh, yeah, that, that, that that needs to be, and he came out and, and corrected it afterwards. It just you know here's here's the thing I really have to understand when it comes to Sonny. They are judge jury executioner. Um, my brother. As I am, as you guys have heard many times in the past, I'm not, you know, afraid to say this. We 100% believe John Jones is innocent. He did not intend to cheat. He's not a cheater. And we would be stupid to think that, you know, anything less than, than time served is acceptable, right? Like that's, because that's our client. We're supposed to believe that. We, we have to believe that. If we didn't, we, we wouldn't be doing our jobs properly and we would be doing him a disservice. So, you know, him coming out saying that there's a 95% chance he has to believe that. He has to believe that. Now, is that necessarily factual? I don't necessarily think that that's factual. I hope, you know, we can all pray and, you know, we put up a really good defense. I believe the people you found, I believe the people in, in the UFC, I believe for the most part, the people in the know understand that John didn't cheat. I think that, and that's the most important thing that we can get out of this. Now, the rules, protocols, and what happens, there's, there's a system involved and you know we've got to follow the system you know like if if you're driving drunk and you didn't mean to hit somebody you still hit somebody right like that's just what happens and you've got to go through it even though you didn't purposely mean to, to hit the person um and that may be a bad analogy just because john didn't hit a run but i'm just saying like in, in in terms of that it's we 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 can't just go boom this is you know what we say so it's going to happen i want to make it very clear my brother didn't intend for that to be the case we just believe John is innocent. So we believe that John should not have a sanction held against him. You know, that there shouldn't be any similar sanction. So is it realistic? No, um, can it happen? Absolutely. Can it go the other way? Absolutely. There's no, there's no set in stone, you know, type of uh, rule that I could say this means he's getting off or this means he's getting X, Y, Z amount of years. The only thing that we have is a test that says this was in the system, and then we have a defense that we mounted that we believe has proved why that was in the system. So, again, you saw that the job is to catch cheaters. It's not to catch people ingesting things by accident. It's to catch people that are actually cheating. So, let us know. You know let us know what we need to do. Let us know what we need to do to bring Man, back I, John. Dude, I, I have <laughs> I have no idea. You know, like I don't know. I think John's done everything he could. To, to prove that USADA's interviewed everybody that's been involved uh, around John. I mean, they've done everything they, I, that they can possibly do. Could they go the extra step and search more? I encourage them to. We have encouraged them to do so. Um, we, just, we just want them to come back with something that, you know, uh, that, in other words, that shows their due diligence, because I believe that that's where it all, ends. It all, it all starts and, and ends. You know, last time he got he got in trouble, they came out and said, okay, we believe he's not a cheater, but we're going to give you maximum, the maximum penalty. That's not, that's not due diligence. In my opinion, you know, you don't give a guy that, that didn't cheat the same penalty that you give a guy that did cheat. That's really, it's really hard for me to swallow that. And it, it, it puts a damper on your side, I believe. And it's not, it's not a, it, that makes it very hard to, to trust them, right? Like, okay, so wait a second, you're in this sport to clean it up. God bless you, we want you to. We support you, we'll give you anything you need. But then when it, you tell me that I didn't cheat and I never basically took anything from my opponent because that's what it means, you know, I didn't get an advantage on my opponent, now you're telling me that 
I still am going to get punished the same way as if I did. So what was stopping me from doing it the first time? You, you understand, like, it's a stupid, it, it was a stupid decision, I think, the first time on their end, and I still believe that if it comes down to it and they treat this the same way, that they're going to look stupid. If they don't, then I think it's going to be okay. And I don't mean to say that they're going to look stupid in, in any decision they make because they're USADA. They really don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care. They're judge, jury, executioner. I get it, man. And, and obviously, I know you guys are really passionate about it. Uh, you know, it's your client. You know, you guys take care of them. And like I said, we're, we're really looking forward to getting him back out, you know, seeing him back out in the octagon. But uh, in the meantime, let's let's go with the Cuban guy, man. <laughs> let's root him on. Oh, man, I, I, I'm excited, dude. I mean, the, the, there's been talks. June in Chicago. Um, we're fighting for Miami in August. If it's possible, Whoa. they're telling me uh, that that date might not be available. Big. So, you know, we're we're just. I I told them obviously the dead months for Miami. There's nothing going on. You know, last time they did this thing here, I think they did it during I don't know football season. I'm like, you guys don't understand Miami. Not, you know, we don't work this way. You've got to you've got to make it to where you know the things that we are capable of going out to do don't trump this. And there's not much that can trump this unless you're talking about maybe you know, the season opener for the Dolphins or, or the Kings, right? Like, those are the only two things that I would think, or if it's a championship or a playoff game, you know, that, that kind of thing uh, would, would do it. But outside of that, you know, we, I think Miami comes out in, in full support of you. I think we could do the same thing we, do, we have when the Heat were winning. A, a ton of people come out. Can you imagine the parade? For for you all going down to Havana instead of going down to... Uh, Pots and Pants. Pots and Pants in the fullest, man. Havana. Oh yeah. yeah, and La Careta going crazy with the fucking <laughs> Listen, uh, hey man, I uh, want to thank you for coming on the show. We're obviously going to do this all the time, man. I, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about what we got going on in the MMA world. But obviously, we want to talk a little football next time, a little basketball, a little baseball, mm-hmm. whatever it is you want to do, man. We, I know we got some questions, and we, uh, you know, we want to hold off on on that for next time. But again, I want to thank you for coming on, and let's do it again soon. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. Abe Cow. I mean, if we if we let him go, he's yeah, gonna. Be, he's, I mean, yeah. this will be the Abe Cowa show. I'm still, right? I'm still I'm still stuck on how it's possible because he said the first thing he said was flying from Sydney to Perth is like flying from Miami to LA. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm just looking at my map. Like Australia can't be that wide as well, wide as the United States. Apparently, it is. It's driving me crazy. It all depends. You also got maybe it's a smaller take plane. Take into account the jet stream, and yeah. I, I'm getting too technical. We don't want to talk about that crap right, here. Yeah, good. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know when we come back. We yeah, we we went. We definitely I, went I past break. Peter so here, Peter's here. I want to definitely ask you about this Arkansas State situation that's oh, going God. down. This lawsuit. Well, this article. This guy from or Jonesboro writing articles. We're gonna have to have to ask him a little bit. Later, because when we come back from the break, oh, we got yeah, we got Tremaine Washington, cornerback oh, yeah, from the University of Louisville, coming on the show, and uh, we'll ask him some combine questions. I think uh, uh, he's one of the uh, I would say he's one of the top top cornerbacks in this year's draft. Uh, Peter can probably elaborate on that a little bit more. So when we come back from the break, Tremaine Washington here on the weekly sports drop. 
Need a fresh cut but don't know who to trust? Check out Ace of Fades Barbershop located in North Miami. Not only do they have the best barbers in town, they offer the best treatments and services. I'm talking blowouts, Beijing, designs, hot towel, fresh fades, and much more. Let them fix what your barber missed. Ace of Fades Barbershop located at 2208 Northeast 123rd Street in North Miami. Open seven days a week. Call them up at 786-300-6660. Ace of Fades. Every day, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Let me tell you something about Power Pizza. Two large slices and a soda for $7 lunch special. Can't beat that deal anyway. Also, the big deal, $23 gets you a large pizza pie and 10 wings and a soda. That is the big time, prime time deal of the century. You walk in there, you tell my boy Carlos that you heard about his Power Pizza. SportsOvertime.com will hook you up with a medium pie. <laughs> That deal's ridiculous. And garlic rolls. If you like garlic rolls, you can get six garlic rolls for three bucks. But you know what? That's a good deal. Want another better deal? How about 12 garlic rolls for $4? An outrageous, almost a giveaway of garlic rolls. So go right now at Power Pizza. I taught my boy Carlos. And you heard it on sportsovertime.com. You get yourself a free media pie. You can call 305-381-4446. Power Pizza. Where the power is in the dough. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and College Radio is that place for it. College Radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. The American Red Cross helps people affected by disasters like floods, tornadoes, and other crises. You can help the American Red Cross by donating all kinds of things from money, blood, food, and clothing. 2016 has seen three times the number of large disasters so far compared to other years. Donate blood today to save a life. The American Red Cross is looking forward to your donation. Go to the American Red Cross website at redcross.org. What's going on, everybody? We are back here on the weekly sports drop on the campus of Miami Media School here in Mary Brickle Village. We're in studio with Peter Ariz and Robbie Campbell. 
joined now on the line by University of Louisville cornerback Tremaine Washington. What's going on, Tremaine? How you doing? Uh, yeah, it's going pretty good. Oh, just training and stuff. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Tremaine, man. It's Peter, man. I, I, I just want to say, man, it's crazy how the, uh, how the circle of life works, right? I mean, here we are, uh, you know, you, of course, an FRM client. I remember you back uh, when you were a freshman at Columbus. Of course, interviewed you throughout your high school career. You know, we we uh, you know kept in touch while you were in in college. And I'm just I'm real excited to have this opportunity to work with you, man. And you know, I know you're I know you're grinding up there in Tampa. So you know, everything's gonna work out. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how um, we both going to school together, and you interviewing me, and now we're now we with each other, so that's crazy how that worked out. Yeah, man, and uh, you know I, I'm just curious how how the prep for the draft how it compares to anything else you get ready for because you know I'm sure you know you wanted to grind for your senior year of high school like at that time you probably felt like that was the hardest you ever worked. Then a year later, you know, coming in freshman year to college, you're probably saying you know I got to step it up a notch. I got to work even harder than that and then every year in college i'm sure you know you try to take it up another notch and here you are man i mean you're you're right there have an opportunity to play at the highest level and you're you're one step away so just talk to me about the mindset you're approaching all this with um and and kind of what you know just walk us through your your daily routine and all that uh yeah um i feel like this time right here while I'm working out at, it's probably the hardest I ever worked out. Um, high school, like my senior high school, that was all work. And then throughout college, I've been working. But I feel like this opportunity right here, I'm only going to get one chance, 140 time, one time to show these scouts that I need to be on their team. Right. Playing for them, so... Um, the grind is real, man. I, I do I do stuff all the time, like not 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 just here at ASPI, but at home. You know, I, I'm just so focused. I wake up, I wake up whenever I take a nap. I wake up and do some stretching or push up, sit ups, man. Just trying to make my body the the, the best I can make it. So, um, wake up in the morning, go to breakfast. Um, then we hit Skyway, which is like a little park. We work on 40s, 5105s, and L drills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then get back, you have yoga or um, mobility where you're working your um, stretches and stuff out. And then we go to lunch, um, eat some nice, healthy, <laughs> uh, not not good food. You know, is this the healthiest you've ever really eaten in your like life, it, Tremaine? <laughs> Yeah, it's the healthiest, <laughs> but I, I really don't. I kind of don't like it, but you know, you have to eat it to make gotta your body do it, man. Yeah, so um, yeah, we eat lunch and then uh, we either uh, have a leg lift or upper body lift, and then that's about it. And you know, I'm curious, what's it like for you, kind of that? What's the atmosphere like up there at ASPI? Because um, you know, of course, everyone's going up there and working towards their own goals, but it's got to be cool to be, you know, with a group of guys knowing you all have 
the same kind of vision, right? And it's gonna, it's like, right. you know, it, you're always, you know, in college, you're on a team, and you guys always want, you guys want to win. But I mean, this is this is a different, different animal, right? Yeah, um, I'm up here with a lot of um, top rated guys. Um, a couple of dudes from UM actually, they're um, pretty big time, big time prospects coming out. Um, and then it's just a lot of dudes from all over. Like you got dudes from Florida, you got dudes all the way up in Ohio. So you know it, it, it's different. Um, a lot of competition, and we all just here trying to get better, bigger, faster, stronger. Jermaine, I want I want to take you back a little bit to the high school playing days. I know you played with a couple Hurricanes: Sheldrick Redwine, Jaquan Johnson. Talk to me how. You know, talk to me a little bit about how it was playing with those guys in high school, and do you guys still keep in touch? Um, yes. Um, I actually miss playing with those guys, man. Um, they're very talented, and yeah, we. I actually, when I go down there, um, they have they uh, Jaquan and Redwine live with each other, so sometimes I I'll stay with them, and then we just catch up, and you know. Just talk about football. We actually talk about high school and yeah. the the times we lost in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's pretty fun, and we talk about us going against each other in practice. So, it's it's always pretty fun hanging out with them. Yeah, we still keep in touch. That's awesome. The K, I love the I love Killing. Killing was my rival when I was in high school in baseball. <laughs> yeah, I played at South Miami High, so they were they were our rivals one year when we went okay. to states. So so and and my first girlfriend, my first girl. <laughs> Went to the K too. Well, so. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. All right, tell me about it, man. <laughs> tell me about it. True, man. I, I mean, kind of on that same line of, um, you know, high school playing days and all that. I've always considered you a Dade County dog, and I mean, if you're not from South Florida, you're not from Dade County. I mean, it's hard to like kind of describe to an outsider what it is. But I want you to put in your own words, like what you think being a dog is especially one you know as as we've said south florida always produces some of the top talent but dade county in particular i mean tell me tell me what you think that mindset is oh well i think that mindset is like you 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 fear nothing on the football field nothing can distract you from from anything like you even with coaching like you and in Dade County, all the coaches from every team is hard on you. Like, they touch you out. And, so come from Dade County, most of us, we didn't really have none growing up. So, we, we, we take the criticism. We take the, the live mouth coaches. Just use it as motivation on the field. And then, you know, once we're on the field, you just you just let everything loose. We hit hard. Those for the ball yeah, on the offense, you need to go run somebody over, bump somebody, you know, and just, and just have that dog mentality. So hard every place, anything we do, it don't it don't even have to be a football. It's just we're working, like you know, Peter, you, 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 I feel like you a dog too. <laughs> dog from high school, so on the morning announcements and made your way up all the way up here. So, it, it just it's just a uh, uh, mindset. I feel that. Jermaine, this is Robbie here. Uh, I know you're from Miami. You ended up going to Louisville. 
and you're on the other side of the ACC, but how badly did you want to get out there? I know you, maybe your freshman year, I believe you guys played against uh, against Miami your freshman year, but how badly did you want to go up against those your, your friends in Miami and, and try to make, make a big play on them? Oh, and I was, I was hope every year, like before the schedule came out, you know, I try to talk to the coaches and say that I want to play against Miami because we play Florida State every year, mm-hmm. and I know a couple guys on them. But, I mean, Miami, I always wanted to play in Miami at Miami, so I mean, I always wanted to do that, but I mean, I got a chance to play against FIU. Yeah, I was about to play say, my I, freshman I year. That came, yeah. That's right. So, so, uh, so, Jermaine, so you, I mean, talk to us about talk to us about uh, Lamar Jackson. Is he ready for the next level? Can he be a, a really good NFL quarterback? Is he that good? He, yeah, he. he I always tell people you got to see it in person, man. Like, everybody watch them on TV and judge them on TV. If you actually see the plays that's not on his highlight and stuff, you'll be like, oh, man, <laughs> like, you can't stop him. People, like, say he's, he's going to be a receiver in the NFL just based off the uh, bowl game. But, I mean, he really wasn't supposed to play the bowl game. He, he did that for the team. He did that for us. But – he, he's he's going to be something special. He's going to be a franchise player in the NFL. Wow, Jermaine, what what what's next for you now, man? Are we uh, starting to set up uh, workouts with uh, you know you might not be able to say what teams, but particular teams? Is that something? Is that the next phase now? Getting ready for you know for the draft or or setting up these workouts? Yeah, uh, I've been talking to a couple of teams, um, but right now the focus is on uh, pro day, which is March 29th. And um, after that, then I'll be uh, working out with a couple of teams and stuff like that. Jermaine, you said you said Lamar didn't want to play in the in the bowl game. I mean, well, he wasn't supposed to play, but he did it for you guys. How would you have felt if he didn't want to play? And how much pressure did he get? Any pressure from you guys to play, or he just did that on his own? I'm playing because I want to play for you guys. Uh, he did it on his own. He felt like he owed that to the team. You know, a lot of the. Big time players are starting out to play in the bowl game just because um, it can hurt you. Um, you know, once once you like like declaring this stuff, you you sign a paper that if you get hurt, like you we can't take care of you. So that's why a lot of the guys uh, don't play in the bowl games. But he just felt like he owed that to us. You know, he, he he's a great he's a great leader and uh, team player. So he, he he wanted he wanted to play in the bowl game, but. We felt like, man, you so you have so much going on for yourself, you shouldn't play. Mm-hmm. But he did. He played. I think it shows a lot, man. Yeah, I think it does. that shows uh some some real leadership right there for sure. Well, Tremaine, we yeah. wa- want to thank you for coming on the show, man. We wish you the best of luck here at the next level. We look forward to seeing you play on uh on some team, any team, doesn't matter, I know. But uh we're looking forward to that and, and again, wish you the very best of luck. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jermaine. Thanks, Jermaine. Jermaine Washington, University of Louisville cornerback there on the show. You know, Peter, I want to ask you something, man, because, you know, going back to what Robbie was talking about a little bit with Lamar Jackson, how, you know, a lot of people don't think he was ready to come out now. You know, he may, you know, and, and I don't remember what reporter it was. It was, it was a former NFL guy who was talking about how if he's going to come out now, Maybe it was Vilma. I don't remember who it was. It was, it was talking about if he wants to come out now, he could come out now as a wide receiver, but he needs at least one more year 
in college to be a good quarterback in the NFL or to be a good quarterback prospect in the NFL. Obviously, everybody has different motives, different reasons why they come out. For instance, I mean, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that Norton and McIntosh should have stayed an extra year. Uh, you know, they may have other reasons why they came out, uh, but what is the mindset? What's the process that some of these kids go through? Let's say someone who maybe doesn't have that, I got to feed the family mentality, right? But they're coming out because maybe somebody is giving them the wrong information. And so they come out too early. I mean, you know, a good example, I guess, would be someone like Brad Kaya, maybe. Although that may have been the best thing for the University of Miami. It might not have been for him. So what, what's the mindset? How does, this, how does this all work for these players? I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is, is obviously it's their decision. So, I mean, people can present information to them and they may be told that they're not going to be a first or second round pick and they may not care. And I think that's the thing that people need to understand about this process. Um, and, and, you know, you, you talked about the defensive tackles. I'll tell you that those guys, and you look at the defensive tackles for this year's draft, you, you start looking at next year's draft and there's a bunch of guys already that are you know top you look at the guy from kid from houston at oliver right. you look at the the clemson defensive yeah tackles, they all came back oh, which man. was they crazy all came back but what does that tell you next year's draft those guys are those guys are right there and, and almost guaranteed they all be, may get drafted in the first round right so that that's one factor you got to look at um Number two, of course, with any guys, the injury factor. I mean, it's one thing for any of us to sit here and say, you know, why don't you just come back? Here's the thing, guys. Guaranteed, there's always going to be about, what, 10 guys who are almost guaranteed to be first-rounders. I mean, you, you look at certain guys and you say, all right, that guy is just he's, – he's almost a lock to be a first-rounder. Everything else – It's a crapshoot, huh? Yeah. I mean, especially at this – at this point of, of their careers, right? Because we see how many guys, you know, go on and are drafted high and they don't end up panning out, whatever. But my point is you're not, you're not guaranteed to just coming back what you come back. And if you have the same type of season you yeah. had before, what's that going to do for your stock? Mm -hmm. There's no guarantees you're going to have a better season. What? Because you have a better se senior season. Does that make you more talented than the year before? So I think that's the type of things that you have to understand and weigh out when you look at guys who make decisions to come out or to come back. Um, the NFL is about, you know, size, size and speed. You know, and it's about getting to that second contract. A lot of these guys that yeah. come out, they just got to get through that rookie contract and get to their next contract yeah. sooner. And and that's that's extremely important. But I, and I'm I'm talking more on just the, the from the scout's yeah. point of view. Right. I mean, how many guys have put up projectability right, right. Sure. so i mean it, it, the senior bowl like a lot of the scouts don't even stay for the game because the senior ball has all these stupid rules about blitzing and you can't blitz and you can only rush four and so they feel like you can't get a good tape watching that senior bowl so a lot of the scouts they stay they, they do the practice they go through the practices and they leave before the game happens so a lot of that you know that's what scouts think about tape and one-on-one -on -one matchups and all that stuff they don't mean sometimes the games that could be misleading yeah no i mean and and that's that's all. That's a why there are so many variables to the scouting process because, mm -hmm. you know, you can't just be a scout and go and see this guy and make some plays in a practice because then you have to kind of evaluate mm -hmm. every other mm -hmm. aspect of it. You have to see game film. You got to talk to people behind the scenes that have been around him. You know, you got to you got to go and and do your research. Obviously, as we know, 
happens in the process of the NFL draft. Um, so that's why, again, a guy like a guy like uh, you know like Kendrick Norton, who's who's an FRM client, um, I, I I believe that he's someone who he fits the mold of a nose tackle which is a much needed position. Yeah, everyone's talking about defense tackle. Yeah, he's a defense tackle, but he's a nose tackle. You don't have a lot of guys like him who can eat up space like that. He's not a guy who is going to get 10 sacks a season from the defense tackle position. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not necessarily what you would consider a, he's not a, a pass rusher necessarily. He's a space eater though. Right. Who opens up a lot of things for great deep. I mean, that's that's kind of the base of a lot of great defenses in the NFL. So, so that may help him in the long run move up the draft board. I mean, because you, you need guys like that, regardless of whether they there's say not too many guys he's a third like or a fourth him. round are, pick. And he could be a 4-3 or a 3-4. Right. right. So that's where you start. And then you say, okay, he's, he's let's say he you know he's a third round pick. For him, you're going in as a third round pick. That's someone who a team expects to be a contributor Absolutely. right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not someone who's going to go – seventh round undrafted okay mm-hmm. so from the pers- i understand fans they look at it from the outside right and, it's, and, it's and, a fan's perspective yeah. you know you're, no, you're and, selfish and, about it right yeah, you want no, to come back. and and that's and that's a thing that's that's the thing people have to understand these guys you you are you are you are trying to miami's a school it's always been nfl you right that's that's the recruiting pitch that the coaches use. Sure. So I don't think that people should be surprised when these guys come out because you're recruiting guys who are more yeah. who are more pro. Yeah. I mean, if, if if you're a Miami coach, what's what's your what's your top pitch when you're when you're stepping into a building? Yeah, uh, come, uh, come here and I'm going to get you drafted. Yeah, yeah, you're going to play pro. So pro football. so it's it's a double edged sword, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the other part of it for Miami fans in particular. I mean, that's a very specific thing, but that's something I think that needs to be considered more than more than it is. I understand people's frustration. They look at Clemson and they say, you know, these kids came back. Mm-hmm. Well, those Miami kids come back. I still don't know if this is a national championship contending team next year. Yeah, those Clemson right. kids all come back, and you're locked in basically. Yeah, number one in the country, well, right? I don't wanna, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say that it's college football, but yeah. Like oh, that's, it's, true. it's a it's different true. situation. I think. I think. Let look. Guys have come back to Miami in the past. I don't want to say it's never happened, but you got to continue to take the steps towards being a team that is contending every year, and and it gives kids because here's the thing: none of these guys have have tasted it before. Those Clemson guys all tasted, and they said, you know, damn, we're this close, and and we we could have had it, but they know what it's like to get there. Right. You get there. Maybe you know you get you 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 get you win an ACC championship. I'm not saying this year necessarily, but at some point, I think that's when you guys start to maybe taste it a little bit. Uh, hypothetically, let's say the team next year goes and and they they make the playoffs. They beat Clemson. You know the quarterback situation is straightened out. Everything's you know good to go there. And some of the freshmen on the team this year get that taste in their mouth. Okay, so. You come back a couple years later. You don't make the playoff a couple years in a row. Now it's time for some guys. Who knows? I'm just saying I think the success. Yeah, there's so many things that can happen. The success plays into it as well. Now, what, what about a guy like, you know, I know Joe Yerby had his family situation. But, I mean, he obviously, uh, he he went into the draft. And many and then Gus Sandwich transferred a few, maybe a couple weeks later. 
and many thought that if Gus Edwards would have let him know that he was transferring, Joe Yerby would have stuck around. He ended up not getting drafted, and then I don't think he's I don't think he's on a team or anything like that. Yeah, I, I saw Barry Jackson yeah. uh, had had been writing about that, and here's what I'll say about that. I don't know if I don't know if if Gus ever explicitly went up to Yearby and said I am leaving, but I will say that I personally was hearing like for months that Edwards was going to transfer. So if you were hearing it, Joe Yearby had to definitely been. That's what I'm it. saying. So so that that might just be yeah. So they really didn't play a semantics. Role in him. That might just sure. be semantics. Mm-hmm. Again, did 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 Edwards go go up to Yearby and say I'm going to be I'm going to be transferring? I don't think so. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did. Who knows if 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 I don't I don't think that Yearby was necessarily talking to to Barry Jackson for the story. Um, but you know I, I I just find it hard to believe that I was I was hearing it and and his own teammate wouldn't know. And again, what were we just saying? Yearby he knew he wasn't. He got the grade back from the committee that yeah. he was not going to be a high draft pick or that mm-hmm. he was going to be a late. That he that he was potentially could be undrafted. If the guy has his mind made up, yep, he has his mind made up. Sometimes you cannot talk, you cannot, and that's again like what we were just discussing. This is the decision of a, of a of of an individual. This is no one else's decision. So we've all made decisions that you know people maybe thought weren't correct that we shouldn't have done it and. Turned out right. Sometimes we made decisions yeah, people thought yeah. should, we shouldn't have made, and they ended up not being the right decision. But that's just how it works out, and I think that's what what people have to realize about the whole thing. I think media and is always you know it's been a good good thing in the draft process for a lot of guys uh, because of the exposure it brings, but um, it also leads to outsiders being able to voice their opinion on on certain things. So. That's all about. That's all part the of the uh, the modern day draft process, though. Good stuff there from Peter. Can I, see, can I sneak another question in there, or we got to go to break? Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> stick another question. Well, I mean, we were just we happened to mention the quarterback situation. You heard Brock Rick the other day said he expects Malik Rozier to to be the. Well, I don't think he expects Malik Rozier, but he says it right now. Uh, Malik Rozier is the starter. Like, do you, is he blowing smoke, or is he just trying to give Nikosi Perry and Jaron Williams let the, the let them know it's not going to be a cakewalk? I I think that. Uh, I think that he's. I think he's telling the truth. I think that I think it's it's Malik Rozier's job to, to lose. lose. Um, I, I listen. You can say what you want about about how the season ended last year and um, you know Rozier's performance throughout the season. It was, but, great. It was good for most of the year. Yeah, I mean he 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 led the charge. Um, he, he made he made big big plays when when they needed them most. Um, now I'm sure that that some at times there could. You know, be some things to desire to left to be desired there as far as accuracy and whatnot. But um, he led the team. I mean, he 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 made plays when when they needed them. Like I said, and he could use his feet as well, um, which which the other the other guys I, I believe can as well. But um, someone has to step up because he's he's the guy there right now. I mean, until someone steps up and and starts and really he, shows out, yeah, like really exactly. Does, yeah. I mean, I mean. Talent-wise, I, I believe the the guys behind them can can do it. But um, remember, it, t- it it takes guys a few years to kind of get a get a hold of things at that position. Sometimes, so you get caught up to speed. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. When we come back, we are going to go to Eric Morero. Mm-hmm.
who is now the plug. I'm going to be grilling him. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, Will Manson from Local 10 Sports here, and you are listening to SportsOvertime.com, where the clock doesn't matter. SportsOvertime.com. It's all yours. Just keep it right here. Hey, this is Jeff Fox from the Sports Brothers Radio Show. I want to tell you all about a great company that has totally changed my life. And if it changed my life, it can change yours. I'm talking about Total Life Changes. Yes, Total Life Changes, where the flagship product is the IASO T, commonly referred to as the Skin Tea. In just seven short months, I have lost over 50 pounds. Yes, it's true, 50 pounds lost, and hey, I'm just getting started. Just two 8-ounce glasses a day, and you can lose up to 5 pounds in only 5 days. This is no joke, people. Just visit my website, go to TotalLifeChanges.com forward slash 480-1591. That's TotalLifeChanges.com forward slash 480-1591. Or email GetDatT at Gmail. That's G-E-T-D-A-T-T-E-A at Gmail. And you can be on your way to being healthy and wealthy at the same time. Total Life Changes is also where you can find the NutriBurst. Get your absolute fullest dose of vitamins. Or the NRG pills for those long days when you need a boost to pick it all up while burning up to 300 calories a day. You can order your health and wellness products, or you can join our winning team and become your own business owner. In TLC, we get paid five different ways, and we get paid every week. Do you know anybody that wants to lose five pounds in five days? Could you use an extra 500 to to $1,000 per week? Well, you'll want to try Total Life Changes. Again, visit my website, totallifechanges.com, forward slash 480-1591 or email me get that t that's g-e-t-d-a-t-t-e-a at gmail make that change today with total life change the american red cross helps people affected by disasters like floods tornadoes and other crises you can help the american red cross by donating all kinds of things from money blood food and clothing 2016 has seen three times the number of large disasters so far compared to other years. Donate blood today to save a life. The American Red Cross is looking forward to your donation. Go to the American Red Cross website at redcross.org. Have you ever thought of a career in broadcasting? The Miami Media School can get you started in the exciting fields of television and radio. At MMS, instructors will train you on the latest digital audio and video equipment. You'll find out what it's like to really be on air when you host your own radio show on one of our our internet radio stations. Just think about it. You can be working at a TV or radio station in 36 short weeks. Call MMS for more information at 305-728-1120. Again, that's 305-728-1120. The Miami Media School, where broadcasting careers begin. We are back here on the Weekly Sports Drop, again in studio with Peter Ariz and Robbie Campbell on the campus of Miami Media School here, Mary Brickovella. Mary, I always do this. I always do it. At one point or another, I screw up the names of these places. Mary Brickle Village. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Daily Flash TV as well. Um, uh, you, can find, you can find the work on Mar uh, Mary Brickle Village. You can find the podcast 
the show on dailyflash.tv. You can also find it, obviously, on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Just search the weekly sports drop. And now we bring in the young stallion, Kane's Insight, contributing writer, out the huddle extraordinaire. We bring in Eric Marrero, the plug. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's going on, my man? How you doing? That's Peter's guy. That's Peter. He's the plug. Oh, he's oh. the plug? Oh, I don't know. I heard that you st- <laughs> I, I heard that you took the reins over and you're like, nah, nah, nah. This is mine now, baby. This is mine. I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> you gotta work your way up to get that. Oh, oh well yeah. I mean Eric. I, mean, I heard out. Eric, Eric, I can hear I can hear you wearing the the Bama boxers right now <laughs> wearing I'm wearing a dolphin shirt. I, I, dolphin the dolphin shirt, shirt dolphin and and the gator the gator uh mascot hat right <laughs> <laughs> the dolphin pants a team of losers i'm only gonna refer to you as bamarero for the uh for the remainder Bam-a-rero. of the bamarero <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming man you knew it was coming I, I honestly didn't think it was coming. Eric Bamarero. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It's just too funny. <laughs> Eric, man, I, uh, you know, we're obviously, we love talking Kings with you, man. So give me give me some news. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, now we're done with the 2018 class. Uh, Surge, Surge 19. Yeah, man. Surge 19 is coming up. By the way, we figured it out. It was Squad 17. <laughs> squad yep. 17, all right? You know, listen, if you want to be, if you want to be in that, you know, that, that Peter Rees, you know, level, you're going to have to remember this kind of stuff. Don't make me, you know, <laughs> you know, remind you about it, dude. I mean, come on, you're killing me here. But you man. reminded me last show about it. You're right. You're right. I did. You're right. I did. I got a little plug action myself. All right. That's because I, that's because I listen <laughs> to you guys. All right. Who am I kidding? That was Robbie. Robbie gets the credit for that. Hey, Bam Marrero, <laughs> don't, don't make me call Tito Bonacho over here. Oh, Tito. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Don't make me call Tito Bonacho to whip you into shape. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, Eric. What's going on, man? Give me some information. I know uh, right before we came on, uh, we've got some uh, some visitors this weekend down here in Coral Gables. Talk to me a, a little bit about who's here, who's here, who are, who are we possibly looking at, maybe committing, uh, anybody that's already committed that may be silent. I don't know. What's going on this weekend? Talk to me. Well, they got two five-stars on campus, three five-stars actually on campus. The two IMG running backs, Noah Kane and Trey Sanders on campus. And then I have an interview tonight with Jeremiah Payton. He's going to be on campus tomorrow, and he's going to be competing at the Nike opening. I think he's on commit watch, in my opinion. I think Miami's been trending in his recruitment for a long time, and he just got his fifth star, which stars don't really matter, but it's always good to have a nice leader like that, like a Lorenzo so that's Alabama. player to start your class. <laughs> Yeah, right? No, yeah. Alabama's not in it. Alabama's no, not no, in but it. You, you said stars don't matter. Tell that to Alabama. Tell that to Alabama. Yeah, right? All right, so who else? Who else is here on campus? They got Tyler. Well, they're all going to be there tomorrow because most of them are coming down for the opening. I expect all the IMG kids to be there. I think Evan Neal's going to be on campus as well, one of Miami's top targets. Peter interviewed him before, before he went on to the first-round management he had a great interview with him and Chris Bogle. I think both are probably on commit watch if they visit, but Bogle's going to be at FSU this week, so people think he's going to be playing the game like most of the kids out here. Playing the game like you're playing Fortnite, Eric? Yeah, like right now. Why are you doing that on a Friday night? I- I'm going to have to agree with him. I don't know. It's 7 o'clock. probably going to go play basketball. This. 
Jeez, it's, I don't know what's worse, playing Fortnite or basketball on a Friday night. Get your priorities straight. I don't know. I mean, he could be watching the Celebrity All-Star <laughs> game that's going on right now. Oh, see, see, see. <laughs> no, of, co- of course, that. Robbie had to chime in with this degenerate, <laughs> with the Celebrity All-Star game. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Rhode Island against St. Bonaventure. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 anyway. You got the Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics. That's what he wants to see, <laughs> you know. Um, Eric, talk to me a little bit about the opening. What can we expect from the opening? I know it's down here at Gibson Park on Sunday. We've got a lot of really good players coming out to this. Uh, obviously, you're going to be out there. What are you expecting from from this uh, from this event? To, for the stars to shine and, and big moments like they've always shined. A lot of top. This this has to be at least like that. Six, sounds five so stars. beautiful going to be at this event and because the problem with this event is that most of the kids now from orlando are coming to this event because nike hasn't released an orlando opening so i expect more uh, more invites to come out of this camp when when it's all said and done this camp and the atlanta camp that most of like the central florida kids are going to split their time between both so that's why miami opening has kids like jeremiah paid and trey sanders evan neal all these kids from img some central florida kids Got some kids from a kid from Utah, 2021 kid with two BCS offers already coming down. So it's just, I think it's just expanding the field more to have more kids play with more competition. I think that's what they've changed this year. How serious are these, uh, some of the St. Thomas kids, like, uh, what's his name? Anthony Solomon, right? The linebacker and, yeah. uh, and Brown. How serious are they about uh, Miami? Well, I think Brown's on commit watch whenever he gets on campus because he's in, completely in love with Miami, and he's probably one of Miami's top targets. Solomon, he just has – he's always had a Michigan thing, but I just feel like the way the staff recruits, that they can recruit – I'll recruit anybody in the nation, depending on what what the kid's rated, in my opinion. Okay, okay. So now- if you're going after some five-star kids, you're going to have some SEC schools going out, and there's – I'm not going to say much about it. some shady stuff about it. Whoa, it's uh, SEC. No, why not? Why not say it, man? We want to hear it. Are you kidding me? This is this is plug talk over here. Well, you know, before also before we brought you on, I mean, you were talking about how you know we're offering everybody. The University of Miami is offering a whole bunch of kids from Broward, from Miami Dade County, uh, Palm Beach, wherever it is. How does that play out when you are offering? you know, a million kids at one time. I mean, obviously the stars kind of align and everything, you know, falls in order. But when you offer so many kids, are these all legitimate, committable offers? Or are they just, hey, we're going to throw this out there. We're going to see how much interest there is in the kid. And if it's something where, you know, they show enough interest, all right, we're going to go, we're going to recruit him harder. Or, I mean, talk to me a little bit about that, because I mean, you're going to over, are you going to overcommit or, you know, are we going to overcommit? We're going to have a a class that's that's larger than than all the uh, committable, I guess, scholarships that we have available. How does that work? No, but the thing that Miami does so well is that they don't really offer anyone. They just today they've offered a bunch of 2019 kids that have should have had the offer months ago. They just they're just doing the due diligence now and offering some kids like Corey Couch, Couch Smith. Both the kids are committed to other SEC schools in Kentucky and Tennessee. So those those are kids. I think another kid that needs a Miami offer ASAP is John Dunmore. Him and Frank Latson are clearly the best two wide receivers probably in the nation. Let alone, they're for sure top five wide receivers in the nation. Easily the best players in South Florida next year, along with Tyreek Stevenson. So that kid definitely needs his offer as soon as possible. You're throwing out a lot of hyperboles today. 
<laughs> you don't even know what a hyperbole is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're doing it, right? Whatever it is, I'm doing it. <laughs> so, okay, so you, you talked a little bit about Frank Latson, the South Day Boys, right? Tyreek Stevenson, Frank Latson. Um, yeah. Then you said John Dunmore. Does Jeremiah Payton fall in that category, though, with you know some of the top wide receivers in the nation, or is he For sure. just a little Easy. bit lower? Okay. I think he's better than Dunmore. You just said... Oh, yeah, I, I probably, you just said these guys were the top yeah, two. Yeah, but South Florida, though. Payton's not South Florida. Payton's uh, Jacksonville. Okay. All right. All right. Jacksonville, South Florida. I mean, whatever. Potato, so potato. can easily have the three of the top five best wide receivers in the nation commit to their team, but the thing that players have been telling me is they depth chart watch. Like, Miami's been bringing in wide receiver classes that have been on the elite status for the last two years. So how are all those guys going to play? Even though they do rotate a lot of guys, it just... There's only a certain amount of guys that get the ball at one time. Right. Man, I mean, you know when, when Mel Kuyper, he does his draft, and after the draft over, he already has his, his spreadsheets ready for the next year's draft, you know, ready to go. His way too early. His way too early mock draft comes out right away. Now, I wonder, Eric, you know, signing did just happen. You're done with 2018, and boom, you're already, you're already have rock-solid information of, for 2019. How far, how many years in advance could you go? You got 20, your 2020 list ready to go? You got, you got notes and ready for 2021 and 2022? No, not twenty. Uh, we're right now at twenty twenty one. Just gotta wait till the kids get in caught in high school. Excuse me. Okay. Or just depend on if they get offers in before high school and middle school. That's how I usually do it. Are you walking around high school? Now, I don't with a, a lot of. Yeah, you definitely. No, do. I don't go to Notepad. I have a phone for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I see you're big time now. No more Notepads. <laughs> yeah, but last time I tried calling oh, yeah. you a few weeks ago, your phone was broken. Remember that? Or you lost it? Yeah, that I know. I was supposed so to have it on the, the show. Water, like, shit, happened. shit happened. It's all right, man. It's all right. Guests can throw out bad words. We just can't. All right? We're going to have to dump that. That's not going to happen. We don't have a dump button here. We don't have one. All right, all right Greg Cooper, relax. <laughs> Eric, man, come Greg on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. So, uh, Eric, I want to also talk a little bit about the 2020 kids, I guess. All right, oh, so, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, go. Might, we might as well. I mean, now with, notes ready. You know, yeah. with early signing day period now, now that we have an early signing day period, obviously, you know, these they're, they're going to start going at after these 2020 kids also. Who are some of the names right now at the top of the list? Maybe, you know, maybe there's only a few, a handful, but who are the kids that, that we got to keep an eye on there in 2020? Max Max Johnson, who's going to be at the it's Brad Johnson's tomorrow, kid, right? Quarterback. I, I yeah, I think Brad Johnson. Yeah, Brad Johnson. Okay. He's Miami. They they're probably leading for him right now, and he's coming down. I think he might come on campus this week because he's coming to the opening, and he's easily Miami's top target at quarterback. And it's like they have Trevon Riggins coming down, another IMG kid. Avante Williams would have came down, but he transferred to Dayland. Before the Dade Land, Dade Land. I didn't know he transferred to Dade Land. Oh my! The land, man, the land. Get it together, bro. He transferred to Oh my bad. <laughs> the land, all right. The land, yeah, man, the land. Okay, so uh, well, that's good. Oh, whoops. <laughs> well, whoops. <laughs> it's all good, man. We got to give you a hard time, man. We got Peter. We got Peter here in studio. There's I no know. way. You, there's no way you were gonna get around that, man. It's a way rougher interview than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Peter always makes things awkward. I'm just showing the love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, well, you know what? Obviously, I know Max Johnson is at the top of their list. I mean, he happens to be uh, – Coach Rick happens to be his godfather, right? Is, am I right there? His godfather? Yeah, he's related to him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's his – It's a perfect connection. It's his nephew. His nephew. Wow. So he's his uncle. Yeah. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, that guy's yeah, all but all but already signed, sealed, delivered over to Miami then, right? Who cares if he's an FSU <laughs> legacy? Played at FSU, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares if he's an FSU legacy? Going back to 2019, I totally forgot about this kid, but I've been seeing video on him lately, and he's just toying with people. All right, and, and I think this is one of the guys that we really need to focus on for 2019 is, is the um, offensive lineman, Dante Lucas, kid that just uh, transferred from Miami High over to IMG. Yeah. I mean, the kid's an absolute beast, right? He's laughing at kids while he's pancaking them in, uh, in these one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, drills. Talk to me about where, where Miami stands with uh, the kid Lucas. Miami's always been in a good place. And every time I talk to him, he always likes Miami, but... You always you can't ignore FS. He, he, he looks like a kid that's gonna take things to signing day. He looks like a kid like that's what I tell everybody. Like if you're a kid in their situation, why wouldn't you want to take your five visits? Like I would visit every school. So he's gonna do the same thing. He seems like a kid that's gonna do that. And then FSU obviously when they just hired Telly Lockett, who has family ties, recruited his brother, they're always gonna be in the mix. And I, I I think Miami. I think it's Miami's to lose maybe, but it's a little too early to tell right now really hedging yourself there you throw the maybe and it's too early to tell i love it eric keep up the it good work <laughs> e-dog i want to thank you for coming on the show my man we had to uh <laughs> we had to drill you a little bit here today but uh it's all in good and in, in good fun we love you man we love the work you do we i know we, we appreciate you coming on the show and giving us some good information as always so um again we'll do this again next week all right just of you know, we'll, we'll do a carry the we'll, torch, big boy. We'll, we'll, carry the torch. We'll do a second. Right. We'll do a second date, unlike Saint, uh, unlike Valentine's for you. All right, bro. Oh, you ooh. see what I did there? Ooh, ooh. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks. You guys have a good night. All right, man. Oh, yeah. Legend of Eric Morero. The, the legend of Eric Morero. Listen, the first time we spoke to him, we didn't realize that he was 18 years old. Yeah. Where'd yeah. you find? Where did you find this guy? We were in somewhere in Tatooine, and you found this guy. Like, oh, let me get this guy. I found him in the streets of Miami Lakes. The no. streets of Miami Lakes. Uh, <laughs> no, he was he was a Columbus kid, and I was a Columbus guy too. Uh, I was I was a uh, Belen first, mm -hmm. but then Columbus finished up at Columbus. Wow, man, you went to Crosstown Rival, yep, huh? Yep, that happens a lot. And, right. and it was good because you know Columbus was doing the whole uh, the news program over there and all right. that CCNN. Shout out to Omar Delgado, uh, who who mentored both Eric and I, and that's how I knew Eric because I was a few years older than him, and, but he was coming out of the same Columbus program, and uh, you know heard heard good things, heard he was a little uh, mischievous, and uh, you know <laughs> cool things like that, but that he was he was very dedicated, he was a hard worker, and obviously he is a hard worker. We were giving a hard time, but yeah, he 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 does need it though, like like you said, the first time you had him, he was 18 years old. I think these are valuable lessons. No yeah, one, he's, he's not going to go into. It's not going to be easy all the time. No, but but you know, he's he, once he gets once he gets on, uh, you know, once he continues to get some some more opportunities and all that, this will be those will be easy for him after he goes to the, the gauntlet that we just threw at him. Did yeah. you did you teach him the ways of the notepad? The ways of the notepad. <laughs> no, I did not. I I I I, I never wrote stuff down. Man. <laughs> oh man! I would just tweet it out, and then honestly, that, that, just go back that to was it. actually my yeah. That was my trick. I would, I would just tweet my thoughts out, and then that's good. That's go good. back and kind of elaborate on them. That's a good way. That's a good way. No, he's he's definitely a hard worker, and and we love to bring him on because he uh, he has a good time with us, man. And we and we talked to him a little bit about recruiting, and I, I mean I love the recruiting game. I. 
you know, before. Yeah, you love the recruit. We have, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 2019 and 2020. I know. I know. I mean, you know, we talk about it all yeah, the time. Information. So, so it's it's good. It's good. When we come back from break, we'll close it out. We'll, we'll close it out. Wow. We'll have some final thoughts. <laughs> and uh, but again, I want to thank Peter for coming on the show. Uh, I know he's got to take off, but, uh, you know, he'll be he'll be back on and we'll do some more stuff. And uh, when we come back from the break, though, who knows what happened? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You know what? Actually, a little little plug. Yeah. For PP, where can where, where can people follow you and, and get at you? Not uh, still say, you know, same Twitter that I've that I've always had at Peter Rees, um, A-R-I-Z. Uh, but yeah, you know, just doing doing my work with with first round management with FRM. Excited to continue uh, continue everything. And, you know, I think that was a good good taste from from Abe there of what, you know, the type of stuff that 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 we got going on at, oh, yeah. at FRM and you know draft coming up now so you know got a good taste of, of it from from Tremaine as well those guys are working hard have 11 guys up there in Tampa training and then uh Nick Nelson out in out in Exos in in Arizona so you know good good group of guys for the draft class I think we can continue to do a lot of good stuff here um and uh you know look forward to everything uh, moving forward awesome man all right, guys, we'll be back. Hey, this is Jeff Fox from Freeman and Fox, the Sports Brothers Radio Show. I want you to meet me at East of Miami. Yes, that's right, East of Miami. It goes down every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We get down the Heyman style, baby. We do it backyard style. They've got the best native dishes on sale. Steamed fish, stew fish, uh, conch fritters, conch salad, uh, fried lobster, fried crab, the best in Bahamian food, south, oxtail. I mean, I'm talking about mouth-watering, awesome Bahamian food. And then you got me, DJ Jeff Fox. Yeah, that's right. I get behind the turntables, and I play the best Bahamian music, the best reggae, the best old school. It's nothing but fun. East of Miami, it all goes down. 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Gardens. And don't forget, you can get breakfast on Saturday, stew, fish, and grits, Johnny cake, corned beef, chicken sauce, boiled fish. Man, this menu is off the chain. All right? Crack cum, pound salad, lobsters. Mmm, mmm, good. It all goes down. East of Miami, 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Gardens. Tell Hennessy and TJ, Jeff Fox sent you from the Sports Brothers Radio Show. I need my football fix. Where can I get my football fix? I need football. Football at Flanagan's is the best. It's simple. Flanagan's has the best food, and Flanagan's has the best drink deals. 50% off all beer brands, 11 to 7, Saturday and Sunday. No brainer. Don't forget, Flanagan's famous $5.99 lunch featuring Flanagan's whopping 10-ounce burger. Eight spectacular choices, only $5.99 with the beverage purchase. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. $5.99. You won't find that deal anywhere. And now, while supplies last, purchase $100 in Flanagan's gift cards and receive a free $20 gift card. A 20% 
return your money. Outrageous. Take advantage now. This Finnegan's deal is a limited time offer. Also, every night, 10 p.m. to midnight, 10 free chicken wings with every pitcher of beer, iced tea, lemonade, or soda. Finnegan's legendary baby back ribs. Plus football. It doesn't get any better. 50% does not apply to any pitchers of beer. Please drink responsibly. I need football. Hi, I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting disaster to the number 20222. I'm not a coffee drinker, so every day before the show, you know, after one of those big lunches, I need a little oomph, and I get that from 5-Hour Energy Shots. All 5-Hour Energy Shots feature a new and improved taste. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. Try one of the original 5-Hour Energy Shots today. Six great new and improved flavors, including berry, orange, pomegranate, pink lemonade, grape, and citrus lime. 5-Hour Energy Shots contain zero sugar or herbal stimulants and are only four calories. For more details on the new great-tasting 5-Hour Energy Shots, visit 5-HourEnergy.com. Need a fresh cut but don't know who to trust? Check out Ace of Fades Barbershop located in North Miami. Not only do they have the best barbers in town, they offer the best treatments and services. I'm talking blowouts, Beijing, designs, hot towel, fresh fades, and much more. Let them fix what your barber missed. Ace of Fades Barbershop located at 2208 Northeast 123rd Street in North Miami. Open seven days a week. Call them up at 786-300-6660. Ace of Fades. Ace of Fades. Hey, this is Jeff Fox from Freeman and Fox, the Sports Brothers Radio Show. I want you to meet me at East of Miami. Yes, that's right, East of Miami. It goes down every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We get down the Heyman style, baby. We do it backyard style. They've got the best native dishes on sale. Steamed fish, stewed fish, conch fritters, conch salad, uh, fried lobster, fried crab, the best in Bahamian food, south, oxtails. I mean, I'm talking about mouth-watering, awesome Bahamian food. And then you got me, DJ Jeff Fox. Yeah, that's right. I get behind the turntables, and I play the best Bahamian music, the best reggae, the best old school. It's nothing but fun. East of Miami, it all goes down. 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Gardens. And don't forget, you can get breakfast on Saturday, stewed fish and grits, Johnny cake, corned beef, chicken sauce, boiled fish. Man, this menu is off the chain. All right? Crack cum, pound salad, lobsters. Mmm, mmm, good. It all goes down east of Miami, 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Gardens. Tell Hennessy and TJ, Jeff Fox sent you from the Sports Brothers Radio. Hey, that was great. We had a good time with Peter here. Uh, we'll do that more often. You know, some big things coming up. So I'm excited. Excuse me. I'm excited about that. FRM, first round management. Big shout out to them. Uh, much love for them. Also, the Daily Flash TV and... Uh, Miami Media School here in Mary Brickle Village. 
the studio. It's colder today too, which is great. Oh, it's yeah. usually hot as hell. Yeah, in here, yeah, man. yeah. Well, because I'm in the room, you know. He's it's true. It's true. <laughs> so Robbie walks in, and I can. I'm looking right at the the uh, the air conditioner right now, and it bumped up to 70 degrees from 69. I guess. Uh, hey, <laughs> let me not get Robbie started, bro. I want to get Robbie started, and you know Valentine's Day. I, oh, you know, great, I had a great Valentine's. Well, except for the heat losing, but I'll uh, tell you what. Well, and also you know the tragedy right, over yeah, in Parkland. Yeah. Uh, again. If you know we're we're gonna start doing something, I think it's important. I think it's important not only you know, and and we'll close out now, but not only to mourn the loss yeah, of everybody. I mean that football coach that that dove in front of the in front of bullets for kids saving yeah, their man. lives and ended up you know dying himself. Uh, the athletic director also passed away. I wish I had all the names of all the kids. I would have. Uh, I wish I would have been more prepared for that because I would definitely like to honor their memory. But you know, it's it's tough, man. But I think we also need to really focus on the fact that a lot of these kids are lost, man. They're lost, mm -hmm. and depression is a real thing. Uh, it's it's important that we we really pay attention to that, you know. Um, because things like this will happen, you know, and I and I think that we all need to do a better better job. Not only, you know, the government. I mean, everybody wants to. We can we can point fingers at everybody. We can point fingers at ourselves. We can point fingers at the government. We can point fingers at the NRA. We can point fingers at at everybody. But at the end of the day, pointing fingers doesn't is not do, gonna, doesn't do it doesn't do anything at all. It does jack. I mean, people are just in a helpless position. They just need they just need someone to blame. And absolutely. Absolutely, and you know what? It could be a person where you look at them and they and they look happy as a as a clam, but deep down inside, you don't know what's going on mm -hmm. in that person's head, and, and, and it's not justifiable. It doesn't justify, you know, what this kid did because the kid's a monster to me. He's evil. He's a monster, regardless. Okay, because you don't do that. I don't care what it is. Uh, he's a he's a piece of crap, and and there's no other way around it. Uh, but at the same time, there has to be a way in which we we can vet these things out better you know whether it's more security in schools whether it's not selling a freaking military grade weapon to an 18 year old child you know whatever it is something's got to change and you know we can all and, and again i can sit here and talk about it all day about how we can we can make a change and we need to make a change but the truth of the matter is that I got to figure out a way to make a change as well. You know, we all got to do our part to, to, to do something about this because what's going to happen is after a month or two, everybody's going to stop talking about it and it's going to go away and nothing is going to be done again. So how can we avoid that? How can we do something about that? Because it, it, it it's it's unacceptable it's unacceptable plain and simple yeah and i, I want to apologize too because earlier we were just joking about the, the air, air conditioning and i said oh i had a great valentine's day it slipped obviously valentine's day no sure it. sure no, i just no. want to make sure people aren't thinking I mean, it was actually horrible that day that entire day you know just being at the station and then coming out the heat well was yeah warm. you i mean you guys had to broadcast all that well it literally broke you know. it, like it, it like it literally broke right at the end of our show <laughs> But I remember, I remember being. I remember from the Fort, the airport shooting in Fort Lauderdale. Right. I remember that one, and that one we had to stay. We had to change our show, and we had to start throw it to Channel Ten, and and you know that was just a, that was just another horrible day, and of you know just anytime like that, it's when, when when a day of joking and having fun becomes like a serious thing, it's just it's not good, and it's it, I mean it, it, right, rightfully so it was serious, and it was just it was it was just after that show ended, it was just such a horrible hearing all the reports and a number of dead and. 
You know, I mean, that it, it was yeah, not it, it was, was not a good Valentine's Day. No, was, you know, not just, at all. I was just just to, just to be clear, in case anybody thought I was. No, yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, not only that, but I think that maybe Robbie, uh, you and I, and maybe we'll get together with Peter and first round management. We come up with something to do, uh, you know, not only for for the victims, but going forward, how we can kind of. Uh, do something about it you know in in a positive way and how we can possibly help the community either you know get through this or or move forward with it you know and, and again sports yes it, it takes a backseat to it all but it's also a, re- a release a way that's uh, yeah you know a way to not necessarily get our minds off of it or to forget about it but to get through it to get through it you know and, and and as i alluded to it earlier at the beginning of the show you know for me whenever i had issues whenever i was down whenever i was in you know pissed off at someone or in a fight or something bad happened to me my outlet was let's go throw a football around let's go hit a baseball let's go to the cages let's go shoot some hoops whatever it was uh you know let's go work out whatever it was sports was my outlet was my way to cope with things and to you know get over get through it get past it and if that's the way you do it don't feel ashamed about it don't think that you know oh you know sports is not important i need to you know mourn in a different way no mourn that way grieve that way that's that that's fine that's how we do it and if 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 us as as people that are in the sports and entertainment industry or whether you're an athlete or a professional whatever the case is if that's the way that you um can do it and, and use that platform for something good do it and and use it to help yourself feel better and figure and you know because you know i kind of alluded to you know when you a lot of people say they do their best thinking when they're on the toilet you know and yeah. i hate to make a joke out of it but it's true you know we we do a lot of our best thinking in the shower well a lot of us do our best thinking where we're on the diamond or we're in the court or whatever the case is and that helps and that helps we got to give a shout out yes uh yesterday uh, one of our commenters, our regular commenters, who was actually commenting on our Facebook live feed today, regular, okay. Big Tony. Big Tony. It was his birthday yesterday. Hey, happy he, birthday, he, Tony. He did text me to, to forget that I forgot to say happy birthday. Oh, did he really? That was yesterday. It's so like, all right, happy birthday. All right, but all he right. did reveal, like I, but he did reveal, he, he comments on our Facebook feed, popcorn trick tonight. Yeah, <laughs> so so I'm sure he's not out. on Valentine's Day. No, no. Tonight, well, instead. tonight, Black Panther's coming out, so it's prime popcorn Ooh. trick season if you're going out there. I see you working. I see you working, Big Tony. Yeah, tone. Big Tony. Day after his birthday. It's his birthday. Black Panther's coming out today. Good for you, man. Get Juicy it in. Pop- popcorn trick. Get it in, brother. Get it in. <laughs> <laughs> he says, and shout out to Mike McHugh, who also commented saying he was at Lewis. Not that everybody knows what that is. Uh, it's Lewis houses where I stayed in, in uh, Fogger College up at St. Augustine. It's not the same without me. Look, yeah, no, uh, yeah. It's not the same. Look at yeah, that. Yeah. It's so yeah. Robbie. That's, that's such a video in the comments. Yeah, Lewis houses. <laughs> I was like, tough. That's a little weird. Um, I always get weirded out by compliments. I don't know what you. I, I get weirded out by compliments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It makes me feel good. You know, it really a little, does. A little insider it, it, it really does here. make it make me feel good. A little insider secret. A couple months ago, my birthday, the guys in the show surprised me with the cake, and I was just like, oh, this is this is weird. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Come on, man. They love you, man. I know, but that's like a little. That's a you little know? too you, much. You make that show happen. Yeah, I know. If it wasn't for you, uh, they, I'm pretty sure the, my name's not on the show. You know. That's all right. Not, it's, not it's, like a politician it's, for it's it. It's the Robbie show. I'm, I'm kind of glad. I'm like secret in the background with there. the three musketeers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need, I need right where I need to be. God, oh I hope we don't. This, I hope that. I hope those last five minutes didn't make it out of the air. I hope we had technical <laughs> difficulties and that last those last few <laughs> minutes didn't make it out over the air. Thank you guys. Thank you everybody for listening in. Uh, 
this one this one was a tough one because I still think about it. But uh, let's let's move forward. Let's let's make a difference. Let's make a change, and we'll come back at you next week, hopefully in a little bit. Uh, you know, with some with some some happier happier thoughts also mm. so again with uh, robbie campbell here in studio i want to thank peter reese for coming by and spending most of the time with us as well i am your host jazz santana this is the weekly sports drop y'all have a good weekend now you hear peace peace <laughs>